number one news talk station, FM 96.3 and AM 620, WVMT Burlington. Welcome back to The Morning Drive, everybody. Curtin Anthony here and joining us in studio now as he does every month for the last, for well, for every month of this show, uh, which is coming up on five years before we know it. And that is the mayor of Burlington, Moreau Weinberg. Good morning, Moreau. Kurt, Anthony, it's great to be with you as always. You've been doing this for five years now? Going on, almost, in in, uh, in March. Jeez. Uh, beginning of March, very beginning of March. It'll be five years. And I was just looking through some pictures on my cell phone, and there was a picture of you standing right there uh, in the first days of the show. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I can't believe you guys have been uh, doing it that long. It's great. Congratulations. What a what a milestone to be approaching. You're not quite there? or Getting close. Yeah. March, but, uh, but there's a bigger and longer milestone that was, was <laughs> being reached, which is uh, four terms as mayor. And uh, f- the 12 years will be, you know, in March. You got elected 12 years ago. I remember it well. <laughs> and so, uh, Morello, is that your announcement? Um, I appreciate you being there, Kurt. And I, I wouldn't have missed it. And I want to, uh, I just want to ask you, how tough a decision was it? We, we of course, had been talking with you about uh, where you were leaning as you were on the show. And, um, and, and also, before you answer that, there was a one little point in your announcement where you said something, and a number of us talked about this and said, whoa, wait a minute, is he, because we kind of had heard as we let in what it was going to be. But then you said, I've heard from so many people encouraging me to run again or something like that. And I said, whoa, wait a minute. Is he going to announce he's running now? (laughs) Uh, Were you just teasing us there a little bit? No, I was being uh, sincere, Kurt, uh, that, um, well, you know, this is a decision I deliberated on uh, for for months. And it was was one of the very hardest decisions of my life. And what I was trying to communicate there is one of the things that made it particularly hard is... um, uh, I did have um, many people um, encourage me to to run again, and it was uh, difficult not uh, not to not to respond to that positively, um, not to be able to say yes. But um, I came, twelve years is a very long time, and as I also said in that announcement, it, this hasn't been just any twelve years. This has been a period of uh, incredible uh, national, kind of international and and local challenge and crisis. And um, I am proud of what the team I was able to put together, of what we've accomplished in that period. And um, I felt that it was the right time to uh, you know, conclude my service. I really felt we, we have uh, completed much of what we set out to do. We certainly have fixed the city's finances. We've <clears throat> taken uh, Many major projects forward. One of the things I had promised to do was was to get the city projects moving again. We've done that in many areas. We have uh, teed up a period where there's going to be tens of millions of dollars of further investment in the downtown on Main Street and other areas of the downtown in the years to come. Um, with the airport, which we will have a major event at later today, is also in a similar place where we have secured uh, hundreds of millions of dollars there that will be uh, invested by the federal government in the years ahead. It seemed like uh, while we still have major challenges, of course, and some of them are uh, very serious, um, it seemed like a um, a time when many things are going in the right direction is a good time for a transition. Unlike three years ago when I last kind of considered things and felt like it would be really irresponsible to walk away in the middle of a pandemic, um, it felt like this is a, is a moment where um, uh, 
the city, it will be a good time for, for a transition. Do you think you would have won if you had run? I am confident I want to run, Kurt. I mean, I just think the... <clears throat> Every, uh, you know, I know some people look back at the 2021 election and, and question that. Um, a lot has happened since 2021. Um, there have been four elections, local elections since then, including a special election. And with each one, the Democratic Party, the ideas that we've been advancing, the positions we've taken on public safety have uh, gotten stronger and earned a larger consensus of the Burlington public. And, uh, um, I uh, felt quite confident that uh, that I would uh, win if I ran again, um, and that is another thing that made it a, a challenging decision. Um, and I, I could spend a lot of time right now looking back and talking about your the achievements and different things and any anything that you didn't get accomplished that you wanted to. But I want to have you. I want to do a kind of retrospective toward the end of your term. You've still got a few months left to we go. We do have a lot left and a lot to get done. There's going to be some more things yeah. to, to add to that retrospective towards the end. So I appreciate that. I, I, let's, yeah, uh, we, we want to do a real retrospective on the 12 years uh, toward the end of it. Or, But I want to ask you, though, just now, and I, I know you're not going to make any endorsement on any candidate, but as the person who's been in charge for 12 years, um, and I've seen lots of issues, um, you, obviously you want to leave the city in good hands. And I'm not looking for an endorsement, but what do you personally, as as a person who loves Burlington and who has been the guy for a long time now, what are you? What will you be looking for though in the next mayor? Well, I think it's an exciting time uh, for the city. There's uh, to get to um, answer that question, and there's certainly a number of people who stepped forward to. Uh, at least put their name forward as a possibility. And I think Burlingtonians are, are going to have um, a, a real, real choice. Uh, we don't totally know what that's going to be yet. Um, but I, I, I expect that there will be competing ideas and, and perspectives and, and kind of approaches that are out there. Uh, you, you know, the way you ask the question is interesting, Kurt. I mean, certainly the, the job of the, the mayor is one where, uh, first and foremost, the mayor is the chief executive officer uh, of a 600-person organization and uh, certainly someone who uh, is going to step in that role needs strong management skills, needs the ability to um, create a great team and uh, and lay out a vision of where, where they should go. Uh, you know, Certainly, I think the immediate issues that the next mayor will face, I think we can have some sense of what's sitting here right now and, and public safety remain, remains, from my perspective, the top top issue on the minds of Burlingtonians. And uh, I, I think to be successful, the uh, candidate's going to need to lay out a really clear vision of how they are going to continue to rebuild the department, continue the trajectory that we are now on and have been on for over a year now and how... Um, we are going to uh, get uh, make progress on the uh, the issues that we're you know we haven't seen on our streets in a long time and that we're facing every day right now. Certainly, also housing remains an enormous problem, um, enormous enormous challenge. We're there too. We're making great progress. We have more than 900 homes that have been recently completed or are in construction. I think a candidate's going to have to lay out how that's going to continue. And uh, I've always I've always thought you can't do much as a city government if the finances aren't in good shape. We can't take that for granted. You know, that was a big part of why I was elected 12 years ago is we were in such a, a dire financial situation in a, in a liquidity crisis on the you know, cusp, cusp of junk bond status. 
Uh, I hope that ethic of responsible fiscal management has really taken hold and we've put up some policies in place that should support that. But, uh, you know, none of that will work if you don't have a, a candidate that if you don't have a new mayor who's committed to that kind of ethic. We're talking to Merle Weinberger, the mayor of Burlington for nearly 12 years now, announced his, that he's not seeking re-election uh, a couple of weeks ago. If you have a question for the mayor, give us a call on the McKenzie Kenzie Country Classic Hotline, 888 MRO. I gotta have you address this because I've got a, a couple people have contacted me, texted me. I know Anthony has mentioned it to me originally, and there is a on Vermont Daily Chronicle. There is a story. It's at the top of their of their site right now, um, and it basically uh, says that uh, it's from Colby Lamarche, yeah, who was the Republican city chair for a while. He's not right. a Republican anymore. I think not I, really. I think is he's Colby a? I'm unclear if Colby's even really a reporter. He writes a column called uh, Sky, um, uh, what is it called? Sky, Burning Sky. Yeah, yeah, Burning Sky. I think it's on Substack now. And so he writes a column in Vermont Daily Chronicle, picks it up. uh, But it's, uh, the title of it is LaMarche, Colby LaMarche, Moreau for Governor, Shannon for Mayor, Say Websites. And he talks about the fact that somehow he has found this website that says Shannon for City Council uh, running for mayor. And that in that, it links up to your site, Moreau for Governor. Yeah, can you but tell are, us and and can I ask? Yeah. Are, are are those sites yours? Absolutely not, Anthony. Yeah. Now this is uh, that's what I thought. This is someone pulling a prank, or you know, maybe some really enthusiastic uh, supporter that um, has has gotten control of uh, these web domains. It it is there. There is a web domain that at one point, many years ago, uh, some years ago, I'm actually unclear exactly the the custody of it, but it was a website that we. Uh, kind of my political operation that we we did uh, control, but we no longer do. And and uh, someone has taken that and is sort of well, and- having doing this. It's this is nothing to do with uh, me, uh, my you know my uh, certainly my, my team in the mayor's office or any political supporters that I'm aware of. And uh, it has nothing. I did have a you know. A, communicate with uh, Joan last night when this uh, she became aware of this and, and she has nothing to do with it either. Uh, and it's common if you own a business, it's relatively commonplace because this is how yeah. a lot of people make money on the Internet. They just go and they speculate what a website might be worth down the road. They lock it in. And then if you decide to run, you come calling and saying, what do you want for it? That kind of thing. So basically, this yeah. is an old website like from when you beat me back in 2012, right? The, the, one, of the, one of the domains is that is that, would, that yes, basically this. Uh, well, I, think, yeah, I think yeah, I think it uh, dates back to 2011 is well, when this uh, website was first well, opened. Yeah, no, no kidding, because when I, I learned this in I think it was 05, we had a business and we wanted that, and we're like, no, somebody yep. already registered it. So the first thing you do is you go out and register everything you can possibly think of that you might want for the future, so this doesn't happen a second time. So anybody hearing this, seeing it, whatever, because a couple of people have contacted me. Oh, yeah. It's not real. And that's what I speculated, and you answered the question. So Let's let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Hey, good morning, Mayor. Good morning. Uh, I just wanted to congratulate you on your 14 years of service, and thank you. And uh, sorry for what you've had to put up with uh, here in the last year or so. I can imagine how frustrating that must be for you. Um, But you came through it obviously uh, very well um and and for where burlington's headed with these uh the new developments all going on around there in the airport um you think it's time to remove the blm painting on main street moving forward 
I appreciate the callers. Uh, uh, and, bro, yeah. you know what people are talking about there. Black <laughs> Lives Matter Chicago, for example, came out supporting Hamas. And uh, so people are a little irritated. A lot of people are a little irritated with Black Lives Matter organization. Hmm. And by the way, you just picked up two years as mayor. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely, uh, you know... Some people probably felt like it was uh, more than fourteen years, but um, uh, they were they were certainly long long years. I mean, listen the the statement that uh, the, the value the sentiment captured in the expression "Black Lives Matter" is one that uh, I deeply support. I know many Burlingtonians do, and um, that's why uh, after city council action and I think unanimous action, we um, we we uh, we. Um, organized that event that involved uh, dozens of, of volunteers and, and have kept that um, sign on on Main Street, and I think it's a positive statement. Do you worry that there needs to be a separation between the slogan Black Lives Matter? Because we all support, I think for most all everybody supports that as they should. Black lives do matter, and we understand why sometimes it's felt like a lot of people feel like they don't. Um but then the organization has taken stands like our about abolishing police, calling our justice system, uh, you know, that it should be that should be abolished. The prison system should be abolished. And that, and they've they've come out. I mean, talked about violence in New York City in the past. And now our Black Lives Matter Chicago, that chapter, but no chapter has condemned this, have come out and basically said things supporting the attack on Israel. Do you think that I mean, does it concern you that there's a separation between the actual phrase, and we support that with the actual organization itself. You know, Kurt. Uh, you know, think about the experience you you have as a, a Republican. I know you don't think everyone who goes under that label represents the the views you endorse and support. Same thing goes for me as a Democrat. I mean, I think these broad um, mass movements end up having many different elements of them. And uh, again, I think the the. The reason we took the action we did in, in Burlington in the, in the wake of the murder of George Floyd is very clear. I think Burlington's commitment to racial justice, racial equity is very clear. And that's that's why um, we we have both that sign as well as a Black Lives Matter flag that flies from the city flagpole. And, and uh, I know that's a value the city remains committed to. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the mayor uh, on the mayor drive <laughs> on the morning drive with the mayor. <laughs> Thank you, Anthony, for taking my call. You got it. Um, First of all, um, I'd like to congratulate the mayor and hopefully, um, obviously made a good decision. Um, but I do want to ask one serious question. I'm in the city, especially in the morning hours, and there's nothing but street people hanging in doorways with sleeping bags and a lot of vulgarity and, and even on the marketplace. I mean, there's families there. This, this, this was in the morning, probably about a month ago, and there was a, a family there with some children, and this this one lady, and she's a frequent flyer because I took a picture yesterday and I sent it to Kurt, and she's very vulgar and she's yelling and screaming, and if I was a merchant, <laughs> I don't think I'd be hanging around or have my store in the city because it's. It's it's really terrible, and it's time for them and for the city councilors to do something about it and get them off the street. Send them to UVM. There's a nice common up there. Let them camp out if that's what they want. But it's terrible to see all the junk they have in their sleeping bags 
and they need to get out of the city. Thank you. What do you think, Moreau, that that is, I mean, it's a tough call, but what do you do? It's not obviously conducive to people. There are, CX did a story the other night where there are people laying around on Church Street, sometimes in front of businesses' doorways. We're seeing some businesses leave. Uh, what do you do about that? So this this is clearly a challenge that is on the minds of, of many Burlingtonians right now and business owners, as the caller suggests. And it's this is this is I say I would say in and as you know as we just kind of expressed with this uh, city council resolution a couple of weeks ago, this is our our top concern right now, and it's a public health and a public safety issue. What is going on um, with uh, on our streets? And I think the first thing to understand about it is that this is the result of kind of three big changes that have taken place since 2020. Um, and it, so, and those changes are the drug crisis has dramatically deepened. We are facing a very different crisis today than we were just a few years ago with the arrival of fentanyl and, and meth as the dominant drugs. Secondly, we have had an explosion in the number of homeless people in, in Chittenden County and in Vermont we have the second worst homelessness problem of any state in the country. And what we are seeing in Burlington got dramatically worse in June after the state chose to put a couple hundred people out onto the streets, out of the hotels, without a place for, without beds for people to go. And we saw a marked change immediately after that decision. And then the third, third change is, of course, our ability, our capacity to respond to public safety issues uh, is substantially less than it was before the, the disastrous decision by the city council to reduce the size of the police department by 30%. We are working very hard, and I think sometimes not everyone in the public can know this, does know this. We, on all three of those fronts, we are working very hard to address it and turn things around and have and making progress. We are rebuilding the police department. We're up uh, about 10 officers over the last year. By next spring, we should be able to restore things like the street. Well, sorry. If things continue on track, the next thing we seek to restore is a, a street crimes team that would address some of the what people see on the street. We don't know the timing on when that will be. If things go well. Uh, people should see the impacts of that in, in ne- next year, but there's no guarantee that on exactly how quickly we will get there. Um, the uh, with respect to homelessness, we. Have, Burlington has really tried to lead the way both in the creation of new new homes. This homelessness, of course, is a, a housing problem. There's just not nearly enough homes in the state right now in the region. Um, we have more than 900 homes that have been either recently completed or in construction. So we're headed in the right direction with that. But um, housing takes time to build. We need more shelters in the meantime. We've just committed to opening the third new shelter the city has opened in the last since 2020, um, this will be a winter warming shelter. Should be open by December. And then, third, with respect to the drug crisis, we continue to, to uh, attempt to lead a robust, very, very active local response to this. We, um, uh, as Burlington has since 2016. However, this is a, in particular, the drug crisis is one where that goes well beyond what any one city alone can address. And we, this needs to be not just the city's top priority, but it has to be the state's top priority as, as, it, as it was from the years 2014 until 2019. We really need to bring everyone's focus back to addressing this. So we, we have serious challenges in this area. Uh, the city's working hard to address it. And I, I do hope people um, understand this as a particularly challenging moment. This is not going to a period that's going to last forever. We will turn this around and are in the process of doing it. 
Um, and I hope people also see that even amidst all these challenges, there are a lot of very hopeful signs. We have, again, uh, hundreds of millions of dollars of private investment happening in Burlington right now between City Place and other projects uh, that uh, are in construction or recently completed in the city. We have tens of millions of dollars of public investment that is going into the downtown with these major infrastructure projects. Every time we have lost some businesses and every time we lose a business, you know, it's, I, I hate to see it. I am encouraged that we have also seen every time we have had a vacancy or some kind of opening in the downtown, we see new businesses springing up to uh, to step in. There's a new restaurant coming to the old Penny Clue space. There's uh, when the... Uh, Hair salon closed on Church Street. It's been replaced by the headquarters for Northfield Savings Bank. They've made a major commitment and bet on the future of Burlington. I I think people like Northfield Savings Bank that make that kind of bet, um, knowing these broader, longer term trends that are happening. I think they're going to win that bet and uh, people should not. Uh, give up on Burlington in any way. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. We're going to check in with Fox News. Uh, the mayor's going to be with us. So if you're on hold or on the line, we'll get back to it. We're going to check in with Fox News. Uh, man, it's got the headlines, we've got the forecast, and we'll be back right here. Every day, the morning drive, FM 96.3 and AM 620, WVMT. Welcome back to the morning drive, everybody. Kurt and Anthony here, and we've got the mayor of Burlington, Moreau Weinberger, on with us. And, uh, Anthony? Uh, there was a caller on hold that was on hold for a very long time, so I asked her her question, and I'm going to try to just capsulate it, just to go back quickly to the Black Lives Matter. And uh, she agrees completely wholeheartedly with what you said, the sentiment uh, we all believe in. Um, and she had a nuance that I think is a little different. The actual flag is trademarked by that organization, and it's the organization that I think um, the people that object to the to the flag... Um, so the the difference, uh, she has no problem with the street being painted Black Lives Matter, but she points out that that flag is trademarked by the organization that has had some financial um, missteps, I guess is, the, is a positive way to say it. Do you want to comment on that? You know, Anthony, I, I think all I can comment on is just to say again, the Burlington as a city, as a community, is very committed to racial equity, racial justice. We've shown that um, in many ways, hosting this major Juneteenth celebration every year that's become an important and very popular uh, new new tradition for the city. Um, we have created this racial equity inclusion belonging department that is uh, you know, unparalleled in the state, including in state government in terms of its uh, the goals, goals, and the capacity that it has to to bring about change in this area, and I think you know that sign represents that intent and that value, and that's why it's there. Gotcha, Moreau. Uh, there was a story again on CAX just a couple of nights ago. We talked about it on the show. A homeless encampment has sprung up on Buell Street in Burlington, just a couple blocks off from downtown, but it's right there on the neighborhood street. A lot of students live on that street. A lot of quotes from students saying that they have had people from the encampment. Coming up onto their porch, they uh, and, and sleeping on their porch. Uh, college students, two female students, talked about how their window had been opened, and, and someone came in and broke into their apartment. That they were trying to force their way in from the, to the front door. They're talking about the the concern about quality of life issues and their fears. Um, where does that stand right now? Has the city removed that encampment? Um, Kurt, you know, I actually did not see that story. I'll have to look uh, into exactly where that is. We do, we are continuously, we have encampments in many places in the city right now. We have very active effort at removing them and 
when when they become a problem. That that certainly sounds like that one. That one is. I will look I will look into that. I mean, the larger issue here is we we don't have nearly enough beds. We don't have enough shelter space. This problem became dramatically worse with the closure of of the hotel program. We, this is why we are setting up a winter warming shelter that will be open by December. We, uh, it is unacceptable to have the level of homelessness that we're facing right now. Again, it's, it's the second worst of any state in the country by, by some measures. We need a systematic focused statewide uh, effort to address this. We, um, we continue to everything we can in Burlington and are going to continue to do so. I created a position called the special assistant to end homelessness. Uh, It's through that where we're actually, this is the first time the city's actually going to run a homelessness, a homeless shelter. Uh, This is not something the city has run in the past. And that's because of the level of need right now. Uh, We we need to be addressing this issue on, on many levels. Uh, You know, uh, one that uh, the longer term one that is, uh, you know, sorry, it looks like you want to ask another question, but you know, there, this is, People should remember that first and foremost, homelessness is a housing problem. We need a lot more housing. I just want to say, is it does it worry you, though, that the more money and the more services you throw out there, and of course, we're a compassionate city. We always have been and will be, and we want to help people and totally get that. But does it worry you, though, that the more services, the more money we throw at this, that the more Burlington becomes a magnet? Yeah, I don't believe that's what's happening here, Kurt. Every That is a concern every place in the country that... Uh, has uh, homelessness challenges, and there are many other cities that are facing this. That is an argument to hear. Every every study that has looked into this, every time this has been ex- explored, um, it, you've found that there's very little to. And we, I thought, I know, <clears throat> I know, we've talked about it on past shows. There was a major, biggest study on homelessness ever in California. Uh, just came out a couple months ago. It really showed that there's really very little to the notion that that the homeless population is drawn by local benefits people. And if you think about it, um, uh, it, it just doesn't really make sense that at the time someone becomes homeless, they might then decide to pick up and move across the country or move large distances. That's, that's not what's going on here. We, what is going on here is we haven't built enough homes for a long period of time. We have, there's a huge surge of interest in people living here during, during the pandemic and uh, we don't have enough beds and we need additional shelter space in the short term and we need to build a lot more housing in the longer term. I would challenge just a little bit in that we've heard people that are homeless interviewed say, uh, I came to Burlington because Burlington is the place to come when you're homeless. And I, I mean, this explosion, I just, where is it coming from? It's certainly not people that are suddenly down on their luck and don't have a job because there are so many jobs out there that, are, that go unfilled. So where, you know, so we, where we, are they we, all? Where does this explosion we, come from? We documented it pretty clearly in a memo that we wrote to the state earlier this summer. We had about a hundred, we had less than a hundred people in the spring that were unsheltered in this community, and that exploded to over two hundred and seventy after the decision on June first to put two hundred more people out on the streets. It's a pretty linear relationship between the people that were in the in these. Uh, in these hotel programs to the, this surge, this jump in homelessness that took place this summer. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Mr. Mayor. Am I, am I on? You, you are, are on. on the air. Okay. Uh, just uh, I want to thank the mayor for a lot of the things he did do that were good for the city. But uh, I really have some concerns about a lot of things that are happening that are not good for the city. And, I appreciate Kurt asking the last questions about 
uh, Burlington being a magnet for these homeless people and being drawn in here. I, I, as a homeowner here in the city, I have empathy for people that have uh, lost their jobs or because of family illness or something has ended up homeless. I don't, I'm losing my empathy for people that just uh, don't want to help themselves out. They never were a productive part of our society. Uh, no matter what you do, they never will be a part of the society. But everything you talk about is about helping these people out. Well, do you have any programs that are going to help the people out that are pulling the wagon here? The homeowners, the people that are working, uh, the taxes, the you know, uh, you're just going to add to the problem if you bankrupt half these people out there. And I keep thinking, you've got the golden goose by the neck, and you're squeezing slow and slow, and eventually that goose is going to die. Uh, what are you going to do to help the homeowners out and the people that are living on their own and taking care of their own lives? Thank you. So first of all, Kurt, I, I did just I did get an update on the the, the that Beale Street encampment. It was the first, the day it was reported, DPW went it, and started the process for, for removal. The, the police department is managing that. Community service liaisons, these social workers that work for the city are, are, are trying to um, work with the <clears throat> individuals involved and, and help them find a better situation. So that's situa- that particular encampment is, is being resolved. Um, <clears throat> to the caller's uh, broader point here, um, I, I, you know, I, again, I we what we are facing right now, and what is certainly a real concern for property owners, for business owners, is these three major major changes that Burlington is faced by, um, the whole state is faced by. I mean, we're sitting here, we, we're sitting in a studio, we're watching uh, stories up on the screen, we're seeing reports of crime elsewhere around the state. We we have. Um, since the pandemic gone through uh, a really challenging time with respect to the drug crisis, with respect to this uh, explosion of homelessness. And uh, in Burlington, we are facing particular public safety issues related to the fact that we've lost uh, many, many of our officers. These are what we're doing. We, again, we are working hard on each of these areas and making progress on each of these areas. And this is a very strong community and we will come through this and, uh, and be a better place. I thought what I found very concerning, uh, I think it was the last channel three interview of folks on the street. They're very tied together. And to your point, I just want to make one quick comment. They interviewed a homeless woman who said the only way to be homeless and be content is to be high. So there really is a, this, this triangle that you talk about because uh, she just said it. She goes, well, I'm homeless. And the only way to deal with it is to stay high. And I, you know, I do want to make sure we had that your callers are aware. We had a very good presentation from the police department at the last city council meeting to, that sometimes, you know, people um, wonder what, what are the police doing about it? And I think it's important for people to understand what are, what are people, what are the police doing about the kind of crime that was, uh, you know, that you talked about previously and that was mentioned in that story. We, we have a drug unit still. We, we continue to attempt to um, interdict Major trafficking. This is it's a four-person team that is working extremely hard and gets good uh, reviews from other law enforcement agencies around the state. I've had comments from other uh, people who work with that team and see how hard they are working. They're bringing forward, even though they're a little bit down in terms of 
uh, capacity, they are continue to bring forward about as many major drug cases, major drug trafficking cases as the police department has historically. A difference in enforcement is we used to have something called a street crimes team that was this kind of utility tool for the police department. Wherever there was a problem cropping up in the city, you could deploy this small team and they could be focused on vandalism one week if we were seeing a rash of that in the South End. We, they could be focused on uh, <clears throat> interdicting these uh, very disturbing uh, street, but not not large transactions, but disturbing transactions people witness in sort of uh, on-street drug trafficking That's you know that people are com- have a lot of concerns about right now. We don't have that team anymore. That team was lost in the downsizing. We mm-hmm. seek to re- recreate it as soon as we can, um, uh, but we don't have that. Go ahead, Kurt. Moreau, the lines are lit up for you, but I would want to follow up before we go to the lines in just a moment, uh, just to put a bow on this last one. The caller, I just want to follow up on what the caller was asking, though, because this is something I hear a lot from. I still am out there and run into a lot of people. They they still like to tell me what their concerns are, whether I'm in the store, the bike path, or wherever. And the caller's point, though, is about the expensive, you know, middle-class homeowners in Burlington, that it's expensive, Right. It's expensive all over Vermont. I'm not blaming this on you, but it's expensive. There's um, reappraisal last year. People's taxes have gone up. Uh, there's been sticker shop, sh- shock. And so what the caller is saying is what I've heard from a lot of people, which is my taxes are high. I'm struggling to, to get by. And at the same time, we're throwing all kinds of resources to help people who are coming in here who are, who are homeless and get it. But what about people like that that are struggling with their property taxes? Because it's expensive. So uh, what people should know, first of all, is in many of the cases, the services that we have added, the, the homeless shelters that we have built, none of that has been spent, has been paid for uh, by, with local money. Virtually no local money has gone into that. So we've been accessing uh, funds that are set up to help address emergency shelter situations. We've been using the emergency federal pandemic funds. And uh, so this is not the, the services that have been added in the recent years, and we have added to them. Um, have not been coming, have not been adding to that kind of local property tax burden that you're talking about, Kurt. The um, and that includes this winter warming shelter that we're we're just opening now. That's being paid for entirely by the state, and we appreciate the state's partnership on that. The um, uh, with, um, but you can understand that you can understand the frustration of of property taxpayers, though. At the same, well, but what's the alternative, though, Kurt? Right? I mean, I I do. I kind of feel like, um, you know, you know, the experience being city government, people. You often get concerns about potholes, and then when you're repaving the street, then there can be concerns about the disruption of of construction. I think it's a similar situation here. I, uh, I know, you know, I we when. Uh, we are facing, you're right. Uh, the caller earlier was right. If you go down early in the morning now, you won't see this later in the day. You won't see this if you come down shopping or come down to go to a restaurant. But early in the morning, you will see people sleeping under overhangs, in doorways. And there's a lot of, rightly, there's a lot of concern and uh, uh, people upset about that. So you can't, we can't as a community be concerned about that. The, 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 I don't see a solution to that in the short term. We need these structural longer term solutions we've been talking about. But in the short term, um, I think it is both the humane response and it is a response that adds to the public order, adds to the sense of public safety if we have more shelters. So I, uh, that, that's why we're taking the actions we're doing. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning, Mayor. Uh, would you happen to have, let's say, a 
statewide proposal for solving these three problems, you know, something that could be solved over the next, you know, two years, like 2025 and 2026, and maybe another proposal after that. We got you. What he's asking is what I had listed as a question before you leave, which is obviously there's been a lot of speculation and you've, you've led to the speculation, Mr. Mayor, which is that you may be looking at other ways to help uh, the state with these problems. And you have indicated maybe it's a statewide race. Are you, how seriously are you in the, in talking about running for governor and it doesn't matter if Phil Scott's running or not. So, Kurt, you know, I think this uh, this hour we've spent a bit together has been um, kind of a good example of what I've been experiencing. The, the, we have we have serious problems in this state right now. We and I hear about it from our constituents all the time. We these these three you know the, the, these problems with public safety, with homelessness, and the broader housing challenges. It's not just homelessness. We also have just a broader affordability challenge. It's costing way too much for housing uh, for for all of us. Um, and we have this, this deepening drug crisis where we are clearly not headed in the right direction. And I have been spending for years now an increasing amount of my time on this. It's what my constituents uh, care about. And I do increasingly feel that there's only so much that can be done at the local level, even by, by the city. So, um, yes, I, uh, I do think that we need systemic leadership on these issues. I'll, I'll add to that on on the, the climate emergency that we've seen such uh, terrible impacts from uh, in Vermont this summer. These are not issues that are going to solve themselves. They require leadership from the state. And if I am exploring whether there's a way that uh, I could have a positive contribution and it, and, to those. And it doesn't matter whether Phil Scott runs or not because he is the, the most labeled as the most popular governor in the United States. His last opponent got 23%. You, you would run against him? Kurt, what I'm saying is I'm exploring whether there's a way I can have a positive impact on this. And I'm early in that. You know, I, uh, you I know, you, you, you know, announce, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> the way you said that, I was like, he's about to announce on our show. No, All right. But, you know, I've been focused on yeah. the decision about the mayor in recent months. And uh, uh, it's uh, this is I'm not turning my attention to what's next. But I'll tell But, you know, even I, I do want to be really clear. I also said at the press conference, we have a lot that has to get done in the next six months. Uh, one thing is coming a bit right at the top of that list. On Monday, we're going to the city council and asking them to pr- approve a 25 year lease extension uh, yeah. for the Vermont Air National Guard. Um, uh, we have important initiatives on creating more housing through zoning changes that need to get done. In the next six months, we, I'm hoping to have an agreement with the, the UVM uh, for expanded housing there. So it's a long list of things that we are, are focused on. And, and that's uh, that's really, you know, that's my first priority is continuing to do what I've done for the last 11 and a half years. I want to finish this job right and address as many of these issues. So as with possible. that, real quickly, I know I want to get back to the phones, too. But now that you've <laughs> announced psychologically, uh, does it does it kind of change your perspective or focus you on? You're like, OK, I've got this many months. This is what I want to get done. Do you put your foot on the gas? I mean, wh- look at the smile on your face. It's like, <laughs> this is what I'm thinking. I'm like, he doesn't have to worry about running again. He's got his list. He's been working. Is that, is, talk to me a little bit about your mind and how you feel about it now that you've announced. It does certainly focus the mind to realize, you're, you know, we've got five and a half months left and there's a, uh, many things that I feel responsibility for getting done. So it does, it does uh, require a certain uh, uh, focus um, and we're going to, you just want you know, to get it I, done. I said to the department head team, I said, look, we're going to run through the tape and uh, 
uh, here, here's the list uh, that we got to get done. We, we've been talking about that as a team in recent weeks and added to it a little bit. And uh, yeah, I, it's uh, it is um, exciting to have a clear, yeah. clear focus. Sometimes that is a challenge in this job. Yeah. There's so many things I going on. It's hard to. It, we are quite focused. When you as don't a team have now. to worry about the, that whole side. You can just run through the tape. I like that expression. Just a couple minutes. Let's left. go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Hey, gang, I'll try to make it quick. Uh, first of all, thank you very much, Mr. Mayor, for being at the uh, rally in support of Israel uh, this past weekend. I thought it was very important to see you and the governor and uh, at least have representatives from our, our legislators um, supporting Israel during this very difficult time. Um, second, um, kind of echo one of the other callers where they talk about what are we doing for the taxpayer here and you know, because we're spending all this money. You mentioned that... Um, a lot of these efforts that we're trying to do with homelessness and stuff all come, they're not local funds. They're coming from federal and state funds. But we see those are all drying up. Those are going away, which means ultimately any program we put in place is ultimately going to fall on the taxpayers' backs here in, in Burlington. And that's, that's where we're really struggling. Um, I contacted Catherine Shedd uh, at, the, at the city about where our debt service is going to be. And, you know, on our tax bills that are coming in 2025, 2026, that debt service is going to double and then it's going to triple in 2027. We're going to see these massive increases in our, our property tax bills and we can't afford it. And that's where I, I lastly, I want to talk about our, well, your green energy plan. We've we got to get to the governor pretty quick, think though. It's great, but I mean, we've got to get to the mayor. Those things are not sustainable. <laughs> They're not sustainable. And I'm wondering, you know, will you ask uh, the city council to pair those things back because we can't afford... $700,000. Got, got it. We got to get to the mayor because we've only got about a minute or so left. Mr. Mayor. <laughs> I, anoint, so, uh, I anointed him. The, uh, I mean, the caller's right to be concerned about where the budget is headed. The budget we just passed this last year, I called it the, the toughest, uh, most challenging budget of the last 12 years. And part of it was a very challenging budget because we haven't increased the local tax uh, rates um, since 20, 2020 in a, in a number of areas. We've tried to stay very disciplined, knowing that people are, are hurting, knowing that on the statewide uh, property tax, uh, education tax, things have been going up because of the new high school, because of other education issues. So uh, it was it, the, the caller's right. We have real challenges. We've been very explicit about that. We are... We are coming forward. Um, th th this upcoming budget, we will need to make some some structural changes, and uh, we're trying to be very disciplined about that, as we always have. You well, know? will all departments be looked at uh, closely to say, "Hey, we need some we need some savings." Yes, we in fact, for the first uh, time, we've commissioned uh, a operational study that is uh, looking citywide and. Um, the, the caller should also be assured we have very clear clarity about our debt, debt and how much debt we take on in real guardrails there and only take on the debt the voters support as they did with the new high school. Will you make an endorsement in the mayor's race? I will certainly be strongly supporting whoever the Democratic Party endorses at the at Will the you caucus. make an endorsement in the Democratic caucus? I don't plan to do that, Kurt. No. Okay. Roe we Weinberger, thanks for being on the morning drive, as always. Thanks. It's always fun when you come in. And tomorrow's Fluff and Stuff Friday, so we're going to have some fun. We're going to talk to Bruce Newberry. We'll give you a chance to win $1,000 in cash and all sorts of fun stuff. And you're only going to find it here on News Talk WVMT Burlington. From ABC News, I'm Derek Dennis, President Biden, planning a nationwide address.